Yes, Kilda, Kilda, Natalo Falava, Malo, Bulavinaka, Fakalo Falahiatu. Welcome to uh, this little podcast series we're doing on this platform I've created called The Touch Project. Um, I figured since it's day one of lockdown and we'll be in lockdown for at least the next month and who knows what's happening, this will be crazy, my friends. Um, somebody gave me the idea actually uh, on uh, Instagram or one of those social media things the other day actually just to, to utilise the idea of conversation to keep um, our mental health sort of healthy, uh, if that even makes sense. And I'm a pretty big advocate for mental health awareness and, and the Afi Kaupapa that we that we promote through the touch community. And so I figured we'd just use this this podcast to stay in touch with each other. And so this is a, a bit of a lockdown special, I guess, just staying in touch with people in our touch community and putting it online and, and I guess sharing good conversation with people that can that can share ideas, insight, information, um, whoever's got a good yarn in the, in the touch world. And so reach out if you think you've got a good yarn or, or, or just value to add um, in this sort of uncertain kind of world that we're living and navigating in at the moment and, and the first guest on the on the old podcast is joe springers from touch new zealand the ceo um the reason i reached out to joe just to be the the first guest is, is i guess just to set the tone really and try and bring some certainty to an uncertain world especially when it comes to our touch community there have been so many different announcements over the last wee while with the you know touch premiership and getting the chop obviously the old uh Open Trans Tasman being postponed indefinitely. I don't understand what that means, but that's fine. FIT put out some updates in regards to some of the other international tournaments that be happening all around the world. And then, of course, the rumour mill in the touch community is spread stronger and faster than COVID-19 could ever imagine. And so let's just let's just lock some things down and get the boss on the phone. First touch project in touch podcast special during this COVID-19 crisis is CEO... Joe, Joe Springers from Touch New Zealand. Enjoy this one and feel free to reach out if you think you've got something to add the conversation over the next week. Well, we're going to just put these out sporadically. Don't know when, don't know why. We're just going to put them out. So I've reached out to a couple of players I know, um, some coaches, uh, a few key people in our touch world, not only just from Aotearoa, but overseas as well. And we'll try our best to just keep pumping this stuff out. So if you reckon you got some value, hit me up and we'll get you on and we'll put it out there. Enjoy. Joe Springers, Touch New Zealand CEO. This is the Touch Project. Uh, we have the Chief Executive of Touch New Zealand, Joe Springs, is on with me. Kilda, CE Joe, how are you, brother? <laughs> kia ora, Pat. Kia ora, whanau. I'm very, very good, thank you. And I might add that Tiaomuka is not the million nowhere is looking to review it. So I'll just start with that. I'm just curious, because obviously with the... Um, you know, obviously the lockdown that uh, New Zealand's in at that level four situation. How's that kind of um, affected you being in a, in a rural uh, community? Is it, um, is, I mean, it'd be a bit tough. People sort of the lifeblood of a rural community like Te Aumutu, yeah? Uh, look, well, there's been no confirmed cases of the uh, coronavirus in Te Aumutu, which has been pretty comforting for myself and my immediate whanau here. Um, and in some respects, it makes it a little bit easier because you're you know, living in a community that's less anxious um, and less fearful. Um, but no, it's um, with the IT communication systems we have set up, albeit that once or twice a day, the mobile phone systems seem to go down for yeah. overload. 
Um, it's been very, very effective, and um, our staff has settled into it well. Mm. Let's just get straight into it because obviously there's, you know, there's this anxiety that sort of seems to be surrounding the touch community at the moment with the uh, COVID nineteen situation in, in New Zealand sport in New Zealand just in general, regardless of what code. There's obviously been um, some huge implications on on how that uh, that rollout will will sort of affect um, will, will affect sport into the future. I, I guess the the silver lining in this challenge is that um, you know our representative season for touch is kind of over, um, so you know we kind of have that period where where we can sort of take a take a moment to sort of think about where to from here. But obviously with Open Trans Tasman being postponed, and then the NRL Touch Premiership kind of getting the chop as well with the things happening over in Australia, the restrictions put in place. A lot of questions about what is uh, what does the future look like for Touch in New Zealand moving forward? PTL coming up, obviously the rep season next year. What is what is the what is the the, the lay of the land look like at TNZ, my friend? Oh, well, that was a major statement there, Pat. I'm going to take me a bit of time to answer all of those bits, and I'm sure if I miss any, you'll come back to them. Uh, look, first and foremost, um, the sport of touch in New Zealand is in very, very good heart, and um, touch New Zealand itself um, has some reserves in the bank, um, as you point out, uh, which is very useful at a, at a time like this. Um, as you point out, we're at the, um, at the end of our season, and um, therefore, from a sporting perspective, organisational perspective, both for us, our provinces and our modules, um, all the um, seasonal revenue has already been generated and banked. Mm. Um, and so that, again, was a very positive thing. I mean, nobody wants to see coronavirus and nobody wants to be part of it. That goes without saying, but if you know, something like this is going to happen, for us it couldn't have happened at a better time. Um, because of the timing against our season, the timing against revenue generation and the ability for us to see it through in what is effectively our downtime. Um, so our major implication, I guess, is the, um, the Open Trans Tasman in Newcastle uh, scheduled for the end of April, the Anzac break. Um, that's obviously being postponed at this time. Um, we're unable to set a new date um, because nobody really knows how long this is all going to go. Mm. Um, you know, the situation we find ourselves in. So, um, you know, we would like to see it in the August-September window now if possible uh, with minimal um, ongoing impact and then roll forward into the Opens and Masters um, Trans-Tasman in April 2021, which is scheduled for Christchurch at mm. Napunawai. So, you know, that's our ideal, but I don't know whether that will roll out that way because nobody really knows where things are going to go from here. Um, in terms of overall impact, um, again, because of the timing of the situation, it, there's a limited impact on our sport, um, and we have a major opportunity to roll out of this reasonably unscathed, you know, provided it doesn't go too long, um, you know, that the virus is under control and, and um, normal transmission can resume. What we don't know is the impact on the um, on the business environment, on the economy of New Zealand. Obviously, the government, you know, looking at it from a macro perspective, are having to roll out huge amounts of money to keep the um, to keep things going and keep our economy ticking over and to keep people um, in food and um, and in home. And all those are things they're like 100% agree mm-hmm. with. I think they have to do it. Really pleased to see the government reacting so positively and you know and so decisively. Um, but we don't know what that economic roll-on impact is going to be going forward, and that's probably the, the big unknown for us. But again, aside from that, you know, we're pretty upbeat. All is going quite well. Um, you know, we've 
put uh, we put into the wages uh, salary subsidy for TAPNZ to support our staff structure, and uh, we got it overnight. So we got a wallop of money in our bank overnight. Again, encourage all of our provincial people out there that uh, find themselves in a similar situation of, of supporting staff and now limited income that they go and do the same thing and see how it goes, and we can provide support for that if you need it. Um, likewise, you know, we have commercial operators out there that run touch. No, if you need that support, make the application, see how you go. You need support, let us know. Um, Sport NZ has been very, very supportive. You know, um, we're on a uh, Touch NZ. I, I go onto a teleconference once a week with um, Peter McSkinnon, Sport NZ CEO, and nine other of the larger main mainstream sports. We're the main community sport there. A lot of the others have professional arms as well. Mm. But we're at the front of information, communication, and receipt. So we're acting with the, the best information available at any given time, um, and we're getting a lot of feedback about the responsiveness of government. So, yep, again, I, I can't speak highly enough of the people trying to do the right things out there, and again, um, our our desire and our ability to support. So, yep, we're in a pretty good space. It's a, it, I mean, that's a lovely, cautiously optimistic way of looking at it, my friend, but I guess being in a user pays model, the economic effects to our people are, are going to be huge. So whilst the sport from a um, operational sense might be all good, you, you, I'm sure you've considered the the effect that this is going to have moving, say, Open Trans Tasman to the end of the year, which then would have implications on PTR, which then is going to have implications on the young people that are involved in that, that may want to go Youth World Cup. It's going to have implications on representative uh, touch. You know, the, the rumour mills suggests that Opens will be in Christchurch, so the, the user pays model is just going to freak people out. Are you worried that... Uh, the, the the sport is going to see a, a, a large chunk of people no longer being able to afford what's already an expensive participation um, sport? Well, there's two ways of looking at that. Um, one is that the user-pays model and the environment that we find ourselves in now is actually the sustainability of a sport. Mm. And I temper that by saying, well, I'll support that by saying that there are a number of professional sports at the moment that find themselves in significant trouble yeah. because they're looking to support their professional player salaries um, with limited or no income rolling into a winter season that may not take place and therefore they may not generate any revenue. So again, you know, there are there's a good side to user pay, there's a not so good side. But under our current environment and, you know, people are able to make choices on what they can and, and can't go to, and we're able to be as supportive as mm. we can to make it as cheap as possible, I still think we're in a good position. Yeah. Um, the, you know, yeah, and again, the major impact, it's, I, I guess, to answer your question in general, how long, it's the length of the, of the lockdown, it's the length of the impact on the economy that is the major challenge here. And if the, you know, our lockdown across the country only lasts four weeks, maybe six weeks, whatever it ends up being, and we've eliminated the virus to a greater extent, and the economy can start to kick off again, then, you know, the impact will be limited. Of course, it's the impact on the economies overseas, our major mm, you know, trading mm. partners and so forth. That's the bit we have no control over, yeah. and that's the bit we just have to wait and see how it goes. But again, if you look at what New Zealand does as a nation, we produce food and we feed the rest of the world. There's always going to be a need for food, more so now. So again, you know, there are certain aspects of our economy that will do really, really well. 
Tourism is hurting? Absolutely. The um, hospitality sector? Absolutely. I mean, I was staying in a hotel three days ago and it was nearly empty. Yeah. You know, um, so there's a lot of that stuff going on. And, you know, a lot of our people work in the hospitality industry and that will take some time to recover. Um, but the other side of that, Pat, is, you know, New Zealanders are a very resilient group mm. and we will go and find other things to do. And, and you know, if, um, if we can't serve coffee at the coffee shop anymore but they need people to go and pack the shelves at Countdown, mm. we'll go and do it. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's about looking at different ways to support your whanau. If there's anything we're good at, and particularly our people within our sport, it's looking after our whanau and making sure we survive. Yeah. And I have every faith in them being able to do it. So, yep, it's going to be more difficult. It'll be harder. We'll have to be more supportive. But I have no doubt we can get through it, my friend. Shifting from a, from a rep point of view, just looking at that community um you know, interactive element of your modules up and down the country have Touch New Zealand started looking at ways that once we've, you know, sort of flattened the curve that we will encourage our modules moving forward to, um, you know, practice some of what we've learned as a result of COVID-19 even after all of this has sort of settled down? Yeah, look, I think, again, our modules, because they use the pays and it's basically you know, you pay somewhere between 20 and $50 for a season of 15 games of touch, you know, um, which is one of the cheapest sports in the country. At module level, it's all community-based, and it's run predominantly by volunteers or, in some cases, professional operators who are providing experience. I, I think the whole thing will just kick off again. I really do. I mean, I think it's going to be minimal impact on getting touch going again. And I say that again on the basis that once this is over and the closer it gets to summer, People are going to be looking for that relief, that thing to go and do that, mm. and uh, to get out of uh, the challenges that they have in their in their home life or in their work life. And our sport is that thing they go to. You know, they will go for a run around on the fields with their mates and go out and rip a game and you know, that sort of thing. So again, I think in terms of the sport um, taking off again, provided that we've run the course of the virus and it doesn't take too long. Economy of fighter, I still think that you know the, the sport will go well at community level. Mm. Where we've where the lessons need to be learned is how we're managing at provincial level, regional level, and at NSL at Touch NZ level. There's a lot of lessons out of this will come out of this for us. One of the major lessons is you have to have reserves. You've got to have something put away for a rainy day. Cash flow. And as it turns out, as it turns out, Touch NZ has. And we're, you know, and I'm able to tell, I have been able to tell all of our staff we can give them security of salary for the next three months as a minimum, if not longer. So, you know, our staff are not now anxious about, I'm about to lose my job, like has happened in a lot of other sports and yeah. a lot of other organisations. You know, they're all going, well, should I, I want to do the best for my sport because they're trying to do the best by me. You know, so we've, um, we've got a staff that, albeit, anxious is at a lower level of anxiety and they're all settling into doing whatever it is we need them to do to keep things going and a lot of them are having to do stuff that isn't in their job description they're our delivery officers there's no delivery so if i need you to work on policies work on the policies let's get the stuff done now while there's some downtime so you know the staff have been really really um supportive of that and we've been able to support them by giving them some security that they can pay their mortgages they can look after their finer they can feed their kids which to me, as the chief executive of Touching Z, is the most important thing. We can work the rest of the day out later. Pretty good position for TNZ to be in, Mr. Springers, considering you guys were on death's door just a few moments ago, eh? Oh, I mean, 12 years ago, we were a million dollars <laughs> upside down. That's no secret. It was in the papers. Yeah. You know, and you know, we've 
a lot of hard work has been done by a lot of good people. Some still with us, some that are not. But at the end of the day, they've all contributed, and you know we're reaping the benefits of that now. And um, yeah, look, at the end of the day, we didn't anticipate this. We weren't doing it for this. In mm. fact, we were doing it so we invested in other parts of the sport, and we were just starting on that process. You know, that may get delayed a little bit now for a period of time. But again, we will get back to that as soon as we possibly can. And, and again, the longer the economic impact, the more reserves we have to use to keep things going. Yeah. Um, however, the shorter it is, the sooner we can get back to business as usual. So um, that's our aim, and, yeah. and that hasn't changed. Yeah. A couple, a couple, it's uh, maybe a two-tiered question here, but it, you know, just on on the money. Uh, obviously, because you're in, you know, in the green so much, you were looking at ways to sort of enhance the game at a grassroots level, but also with little projects like investing in the NRL Touch Premiership, Premier Touch League. Uh, are any of these projects potentially now going to be uh, on hold indefinitely as you sort of focus on the people as opposed to the projects, or what? Um, well, the NRL Touch Premiership has already been um, cancelled for this season, or certainly postponed for the foreseeable future. It was meant to start in, in the first week of May and then roll through from there. So that's we've been advised by Touch Football Australia, who are the owners of that competition, mm. that it's not it's not going ahead at this stage, and that if there is a version of it to be played, it will be looked at later on in the season. But again, my gut feel is that there is it won't be anything significant. So, you know, from my perspective, that's pretty much a write-off for this, you know, the, the foreseeable future. All right. Um, in terms of the Premier Touch League, we are planning to, we're planning to continue that um, situation normal. Uh, not, uh, and, you know, again, provided the, um, the impact of the coronavirus is limited to a few months, yeah, um, you know, we anticipate the PTLs going ahead in October, but again, we can only advise as things progress. Um, I'm just just curious. Did you ever sort of? I mean, lots of lots of the other NSOs obviously a little bit different because touches is more community based sort of thing. But you know, you see some of the the mental health um, sort of focused. Um, you know, collateral that's going up from from other codes around the country. I know, you know, Uffy seemed to be on a on a on a real up and up. I figured this might be an opportunity to kind of embrace that Uffy cope up and, and roll out some stuff over the next week. But did you consider um, how you can move away from the field and start rolling out some uh, some some stuff more tailored towards you know touching the head as opposed to out on the field or? Yeah, I mean, again, the touch know, is very connected. And I think a big part of mental health is, is staying connected to those that are around you and close to you and the people you deal with on a daily basis. So, you know, we've moved from immediate survival over the last week to, um, okay, we now understand our position, we know where things are at, um, and now we can start to do some more of those things. And look, some of the communications that I send out are certainly more as much focused around informing people as they are around um, alleviating levels of anxiety and giving them some surety as to what's happening and, you know, just encouraging them to stay safe and to stay connected to us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so a lot of it is, is as much in the messaging that goes out, Pat, as it is around just doing things specifically around mental health. Mm. But we certainly be looking at those things as well. So, you know, we have a couple of roles in our organisation that are focused on that sort of stuff. Um, we'll probably be doing it more at a micro level and, and targeting in at various parts of our organisation, um, 
we're probably not that positioned to go out and do it on a macro level, you know, across, um, that, that's kind of a government um, an initiative thing and, you know, all these other organisations that specialise in it. But yeah, it's front of mind in terms of everything we do at the moment. Um, and we're, we're out there offering help and our assistance and sometimes that practical help and assistance, you know, just leads to lowering levels of anxiety, helping people to um, help themselves and, and sort of being part of a solution. And that's really how we focus it at the moment. What are the big opportunities do you think that this COVID-19 um, sort of challenge uh, will present for Touch New Zealand moving forward? What, what are the big things that you're going to take from this and, and implement moving forward? Oh, that's a great question, Pat. And it's probably not one I can answer with any sort of a lot of detail at this point in time. Ironically and perversely, these types of um, these types of situations where we find ourselves in a bit of distress invariably do lead to organisational structural, um, I guess, change. Change is not the right word, but you know what I mean. That they. they present you you look at things in a different light and you look at them with a different perspective and lens and go "Mm, actually if we've been a little bit more positioned this way we could have avoided some of its impact Mm. we could have you know if we're a little bit better positioned here the impact would be less on flow going forward and you know we'd be able to do better for our whanau moving forward and it's that type of thing we're looking at so yeah it's uh, but at the moment we're still just come oh not just coming out we are still in the um, support everyone, pretty much survival mode, but knowing where we're at and that we're okay for the next three to six months, um, you know, and trying to extrapolate out what the impact on us will be if it goes for more than a month, more than three months, more than six months, because the longer this goes on, the less our capability, or the more our capability is affected. So the, you know, the shorter it is, the more we'll still be able to do going forward. So that's mm. the first part of those steps we're taking. Beyond that, after that, yeah, there is some long-term macro thinking starting to be developed around, you know, are we actually structured well enough? Are we Have we got roles in the right places? You know, um, if this was to happen again, what should we look like and how could we better be positioned to address it? So that's probably sort of six months worth of work yeah. to be done on that. Um, and, yeah, that. It's not the first cab off the rank, but it's certainly highlighted by what we're going through. Mm. All right, quick game before I let you go, Mr. Springers. The the game is called Yes, No, Dunno. All right, that's the those are the only three answers you have to questions I'm about to ask you. I've only got three. Okay. Yes, no, don't know. All right, go for it. Yes, no, dunno. And we and we've kind of touched on some of the stuff, but I just wanna I just wanna get your um get your affirmative, absolute yes, no, dunno. Yes, no, dunno. Opens next year, Christchurch. Yes. Mm. Yes, no, don't know. More franchises in the Premier Touch League. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> what else can I ask you right now? Are you feeling honest? Yes, no, don't know. Pineapple on a pizza. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes, totally. Joseph Springers, thank you very much for your time, my friend. You stay safe. Look after Mumsy and look after the Mookles, and we'll catch up with you again uh, when I see you next. Uh, I am like both you, Pat, and all our final work here, and, and everyone out there that listens to us. If you need to contact us, you can find our numbers on our website or you've probably already got my number in your in your mobile. Don't hesitate to give us a call. Tell the phone out. The millions and millions of people that listen to this. Joe, number one podcast in the touch world. <laughs> you, you know it, mate. Thank you, my Thank friend. You, Pat. Awesome. You take care, bro. Go, Pat.